to the Weekly Sprout. You have made it to episode 100. We have officially hit a un- an unbelievable milestone. I, you know, I can't believe it's been 100 episodes, 100 weeks. We do this every single week. Um, it's it's absolutely crazy. So thank you for tuning in. If you're if you're still with us, we really appreciate it. If you're new, we also really appreciate it. Um, got my co-host with me as per usual for most of these 100 episodes. Um, here and there, we'll have a few people out, but. Really excited to be doing this. This is going to be an, a, a really fun one uh, for a few reasons because we're covering the NFC West today, which is a you know as we all know a phenomenal division. But also uh, excited to hear what Durgan has to say because he both loves and hates some of the, the uh, personalities in this division. <laughs> um, so this will be a fun episode. But uh, before we get into it, as per usual, I want to introduce my co-hosts. I have uh, Casey Sully and Matthew Durgan. How you guys doing? Yeah, I'm excited for, you know, episode 100 and what more exciting thing to talk about than more boring Aaron Rodgers news and Cam Akers taking, tearing his Achilles. Um, so uh, really excited to dive in both of those things and, uh, you know, have you guys uh, tell me what's up. Well, I'm more upbeat because crazy 100 episodes, an idea that started in a bar, all good ideas start in a bar, by the way. That's true. That's just a fact of life. In our first episode, we like huddled around one microphone. Didn't even have a script really. Didn't know what we were doing. And here we are, what, two years later? Just about, yeah. Almost and we're still, two years. And we're still as stupid as we once were. <laughs> so it, some things change, some things don't. But uh, ready to talk about the best division in football this week. Yeah, but before we do, I guess Casey kind of he opened his own wound here. We'll talk about, about Aaron Rodgers a little bit. <laughs> Um, I guess this has been something that we've known, according to you, Casey, but news came out that Aaron Rodgers has declined a two-year extension, and I think would would see him stay in Green Bay for five years total, Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it would make him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL if if he were to accept it, but he did not, um, so what are the implications of this? I'm, I'm assuming you, you're, you know... You don't want to dive in too much detail just because there's really not a ton to be said. Obviously, is that this sort of signals that he's probably on his way out. But what, what do you think here, coming from a Packers fan? And then also would love to hear Durgan's take too. Yeah, there were rumors that he had been offered an extension and declined it. We're just now getting some extra information about it and, and how much uh, how lucrative it actually was. Um, so to me, this just signals... Uh, you know, he's still on contract for this year. He's sort of hamstrung this year, and then it looks like next year he's probably going to be traded. That's that's really what it kind of looks like at this point. If he had signed an extension, that means he's tied to Green Bay for uh, basically the rest of his career. Um, and I guess he wanted to keep the door open in that regard, so he decided not to, to sign it. Um, we, you know, still waiting for him to talk and say literally anything about the situation of any kind of substance, and he has not done so. There's going to ultimately have to be... He can't just, like, show up and not say anything, I feel like. Um, so eventually we're going to get something at some point, and uh, I'm ready for it to be soon, one way or the other. Just, uh, you know, hey, let us know. I am a partial owner. I do have a right. <laughs> hey. I'll tell this, this meme today. That was a meme today, but his picture today going around, and it's a Joker in Dark Knight Rises. No, Dark Knight. Dark Knight only. One of the best movies of all time. And where he said it's not about the money, it's about sending a message. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about the money. He cares about the fact he was disrespected by the Packers by them drafting a quarterback in Jordan Love. And what I get out of this, because I agree with the fact that we kind of 
knew this was going to happen. But if they were willing to make Rodgers, who's towards the end of his career, it seems like, I mean, he's playing at a high level, still he's 36, 37 years old, so he's, he's not a young guy. They're willing to pay him for another two years, and you have Jordan Love. That shows that they do not trust Jordan Love. Or that they don't, they don't think he's ready to start at all. And if you have a first-round pick that's not ready to start in his first few seasons, I don't know. That, that sends kind of a weird message to me. Um, so I think the Packers are desperate for Aaron Rodgers, and they should be. He's like the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So I'm not surprised by it, but I am kind of like, whoa, maybe they're kind of regretting that, Aaron, that um, Jordan Love pick more so than I thought. So we'll see what happens with that. I still don't expect him to play this year, but I wouldn't be shocked if when they were poor, he shows up very like nonchalantly. That would be a very Aaron Rodgers move. He's not going to not play this year. I will a hundred. I will. I will eat a ghost pepper on fucking live television, and I will actually do it. I'll go purchase it myself <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers does not play a snap this year. But why? Why would he play now? Why? He tur- why wouldn't he? He turned down being the richest player in NFL history for a reason. I think he's done. It's because he doesn't want to extend his contract. Like it's either he retires and sits out a year yeah, when he's but, already he's too much of a competitor to do that. Uh, I don't think there's any scenario in which he's okay with just flat out not playing and leaving his teammates hanging, leaving the organization hanging, leaving the fans hanging like that when he's experienced sort of what that feels like as as he did when he was young and with Brett Favre. Like I don't see that being a scenario. <laughs> I thought we said. When he was young, I thought you were making a reference to his family. I, th- I thought that was the direction it was going, and I've been like, wow, that was your funniest joke of all time. I don't really see the connection, but... Uh, well, you know, he hates his family, so he, he has no loyalty to his family. I can't expect that loyalty to his team. Come on now. Uh, that's a little loose, loose, <laughs> loose there. But uh, I also is, don't uh, think it's really very reflective of Jordan Love. But, Cyrus, go ahead. I mean, yeah, that's, that's grasping at straws a bit, but, it, I mean, you know... It, Let's yeah, Aaron Rodgers being the perennial talent he is and wanting to re-sign him doesn't necessarily signal Jordan Love is like bad, but I mean it signals Jordan Love probably isn't Aaron Rodgers, which anyone can fucking tell you that you know just in general. But um, yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I'm wondering if there's some sort of middle ground to be made here where you know I don't know like Aaron Rodgers come back play this one year, we'll maybe renegotiate your contract so you can leave or something. Um, but come back, play a year or two, maybe maybe restructure it in some way that he has some more flexibility and freedom sooner rather than later, but you get him back in the organization. I'm not really sure how you approach this situation, um, but whatever you do, probably approach it very carefully is what I would say to Brian Gudikins. But either way, this is not the Aaron Rodgers podcast as it may seem every single episode in the beginning. Um, we love to harp on it a little bit just because it... Uh, it uh, is a close, close situation to our uh, host here, Casey Sully. But let's dive into the NFC West. This is the meat and potatoes of the podcast today. We're going to talk about what many consider the best division in football. And uh, I would not dispute that. And spoiler alert, before we dive into everything, I have every team in this division making the playoffs. I thought that was super weird after I picked the, the records. Um, Same. So just really kind of signals how good this division is. Um, and, 
let's let's uh let's dive in let's talk about it Durgan, we'll start with you i don't even think we need to worry about like order we can just talk about we'll, we'll start and every team yeah and and go from go from there yeah well i mean i agree with you that i've also have every team making the playoffs and it'd be the first time in nfl history that would happen of course that's rule has only been around for so two years now or one year now it's only a second year where teams the uh, playoff is expanded. Yep. Uh, so our first team to talk about is a team that I have in first place. I think the team that we all have in uh, first place, uh, the LA Rams. And they might be the most top-heavy team in the NFL, uh, but their top eight, ten players are really, really good. Really high-level players. I do worry about them losing Brandon Staley, uh, but I also worry about them losing Wade Phillips, and their defense got better without him. Uh, and Raheem Morris... People speak really highly of him, and a lot of players on the Falcons uh, wanted him to be a uh, head coach. Uh, in the NFL, he was already in Tampa Bay years ago, and it didn't go so well. Uh, but historically, his defenses have not been great. So you should expect some sort of setback. Uh, I still think they'll be pretty damn good, though. I mean, as long as you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, that's actually all you need, in my opinion. Uh, and Boy Wonder finally has his quarterback, so... There's no more excuses on that end. And it's uh, especially for Matthew Stafford is uh, put up or shut up. I mean, Niners, their safety, Jimmy Ward, I guess, made some headlines on ESPN. Uh, he said that the same Matthew Stafford that was crappy in, not crappy, on crappy teams uh, in Detroit. So why should we expect him to play so well now? Well, his talent's a little bit better in LA than it was in Detroit. Uh, but this team, I think there's like three or four teams, I mean, five teams winning the Super Bowl. Rams are one of them. Uh, they're really good in terms of what they can do on offense. I know I give Boy Wonder a lot of crap, and I think he's the most overrated coach in the league. But with the two receivers they have, running back might be a question. Cam Akers, that was just happened today, so I do worry about that a little bit. But Matthew Stafford, now that he has an actual coach that's not like, hey, go out there and do all of it for me, he's going to have a huge season. I'm not sure if he's going to be worth the two uh, first-round picks, but yeah, he's been pretty damn good this year. I'm going 13 and four, uh, first place in this division and the first place in the NFC. Yeah, I also have the Rams in first place, uh, getting the third seed at 12 and five. But I am less high on their defense than I, I was last year. I mean, they they were really stacked. They were a quarterback away from being Super Bowl favorites, I think, last year. And the problem is they're not the same team this year. Uh, they lost John Johnson, their safety, to to the Browns. Uh, starting linebacker Samson Abukem, uh, also gone. Defensive tackle Michael Brockers, also gone. Lost their tight end Gerald Everett to the Seahawks, and then lost their other quarterback, cornerback, aside from Jalen Ramsey, uh, Troy Hill, also signed with the Browns. So you're looking at a pretty new secondary here and a new defensive coordinator. Um, I don't know how closely Raheem Morris was planning to, to tie to the same scheme that Brandon Staley uh, subscribes to, but I imagine that uh, Sean McVay wanted him to be pretty close to that. Um, that seems to be sort of the, the hot defense right now, and, and a lot of teams are having some success with it. Um, so I would be surprised if he wanted to get away with it, away from it after seeing its success last year. So uh, you're going to try to run the, a similar defense with a lot of new different personnel in the, in the secondary, and that's really a, a secondary intensive 
defense. Uh, you're, you're showing a lot of too high looks and then rotating in and out of it, uh, trying to disguise, and, and you need safeties that are willing to come up and play in the run game a little bit too. Um, so they're going to have to fill those holes, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the defense stay, take a, a pretty significant step back. I, I don't know if they're going to drop out of the top 10, but um, going from one of the top three defenses to you know the middling uh, upper tier team, um, maybe 8, 9, 10, uh, around that area, uh, I, I think is within the realm of possibility there. Uh, and that means the offense has to pick it up. Uh, and Jared Goff was not really able to do that last year. Uh, the offensive line was a little shaky at times, but they started to solidify somewhat. Uh, so I think they're going to be more balanced th- this year uh, and not as heavy on one side of the ball. Uh, and that may end up you know, being a benefit to, to them and, and being a little bit more balanced Uh being able to throw the ball, be able to run the ball, you're going to have to find someone that can do that. But remember when Todd Gurley's wheels fell off, they went and signed, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Anderson. Oh, yeah. CJ Anderson. CJ Anderson. Who was like streets. 40 pounds little, overweight. Yeah, Cal, really poly. Uh, Cal product. Yeah, and he played well, played well in the playoffs, got him to the Super Bowl, and like in this scheme, you can sort of just slot dudes in. So I don't think it's going to be a huge hit. Obviously, Cam Akers looked pretty good, but... Uh, I think they're going to be able to find someone. There's a lot of veteran backs on the on the on the market as well. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm not as high as I was on them last year, but I, they're still very solid, solid team. Um, that's going to be a tough out for anyone. This this division is just going to be a, a, a bloodbath. Yeah, and don't sleep on Daryl Henderson Jr. too in the backfield. I mean, I think Cam Akers had more potential, but he was he played well. I mean, they were a solid one-two punch too. So. I think this could be still a solid running rushing attack. Um, I like this Rams team a lot. I still think their defense is still is going to be pretty good. Um, it, like you said, Casey, you you pretty much called it. I think the deficiency, or I guess not deficiency, but the decrease on defense is vastly made up for by the increase uh, on offense with Matt Stafford. And I'm higher I'm higher on Matt Stafford than most. I think I have Matt Stafford talent wise as like a top five QB. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I think he's he improves this team a lot more than people realize because you do see this guy who who the teams he was on struggled but Stafford didn't necessarily struggle himself so this team I'm 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 with Durgan in the fact that I think this is a Super Bowl contender right out of the gates I mean Stafford's never had the weapons that he has on this team and just you just look at this trio of receivers do people forget they added Deshaun Jackson as well if he can stay healthy just think about Deshaun Jackson taking the top off the defense while you have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup ready to just feast on some yards after catch like this is going to be a scary offense this year maybe in the same way that it was a scary defense last year um I I'm excited to see how this plays out in in Los Angeles and um, like I said, this is going to be a big, big in, uh, improvement for this team coming from uh, Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. You got, you're got you going from a quarterback who kind of relied on the players around him to a quarterback who I think makes the players around him better. Um, and this was an all-in move. I mean, if you look at sort of the, not only the assets they gave up for him, but just the assets that, that uh, LA has been wheeling and dealing. I mean, this is a team that hasn't had a first-round pick in five years. And they're not going to have another one until 2024. So their philosophy is clearly, who cares about draft capital? Let's push all of our chips in right now. We feel like we have a window and let's go for it. So 
that's what they're doing. I really can't knock it. I think it's it's a decent strategy for where they're at, but they got to capitalize on it. I mean, this is sort of like their second chance because they did this a little bit, a little few years ago with Jared Goff and they just whiffed in the Super Bowl. So this is sort of their second chance. I feel like you need to make it happen soon. Otherwise, the wheels are going to fall off like they did with Todd Gurley. They're going to fall off for this entire franchise sooner or later. So, um, But I also have them in first, 12-5, and five, third seed as well, Casey, same, same as you. So this will nice. be, uh, this'll be an interesting one. The funny thing is I have three teams at 12-5 and five in this division, so they just happen to, to win more divisional All tiebreakers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's, let's go to the second team, though. Uh, who do you have, Durgan? We'll follow your Woo! ranking here. I'm assuming it's there the Niners. There we go. But that's right, baby. I knew it. Bang, 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 Niner gang. All right, serious big J journalist time. This is this is that's all I do now. Unbiased opinion here. All right, well I'm going to judge Niner, you even harsher now that you said that. So you better be real. The Niners are the biggest wild card in this division. That's not a hot take. And I'm I, big J journalist. That's it's, it's <laughs> non biased, very to the point. Um, when healthy, I think they are the best team. But it's tough to say when healthy because they've had players who their entire career just can't stay healthy. Uh, the difference from this year uh, compared to last year is now they have two quarterbacks uh, who can play. Uh, I guess I'm insinuating that Trey Lance uh, will be better than Nick Mullins, which I have, hope for my own personal sake and sanity that it's the case. Uh, Jimmy will start. I, I would be very shocked. It would take a lot from Trey Lance to take over the, the role of uh, starter to begin with. Just uh, because he hasn't played football in so long, so if he played last year of college, it'd be different. But he hasn't played played one game all last year, so I think it's best for him to uh, sit out in the beginning. Uh, but I think he's going to be a really good player. Uh, the reports out of training camp, or I guess it was OTAs, was that this guy was improving every single day. Of course, they're going to say that about their quarterback, but it wasn't the the beat writers saying that, it wasn't the coaches saying that. So that's good, uh, great. Running back depth, which they didn't have last year, really. So they have four guys who can run the rock, I think, over 10 times a game. Uh, offensive line is solid. Got new center, Alex Mack. He'll help out a lot. Uh, George Kittle is the best in the world at what he does, which is kick ass and take names. I worry about their wide receivers. They got Debo, they got Ayuk, and that's it. And Debo is kind of more of a gadget guy. Let's see what happens there. Uh, their defense, I think, like the Rams, will take a step back. Uh, Robert Salo is a huge piece of that. But Nick Bosa, if he... If he can stay healthy, uh, which is a huge if, he changes that defense. Uh, his pressure on the outside opens up everything. Uh, he'll get you know the tight end to chip, or he'll get a guard to pull, a running back uh, to help chip as well. So he brings so much tension, it gives other guys a one-on-one chances, which they didn't have last year, really. Uh, at least they didn't have the talent to beat guys one-on-one. Uh, Fred Warner's about to become the highest-paid linebacker in the next week, two weeks. Uh, their quarterback... Room is pretty pretty scary though. Uh, Richard Sherman, I know we joked about him last week. I really do, do hope he gets the help, uh, help that he needs. Uh, it seems I think he his career is done, but I think he has bigger issues right now in the football. So all seriousness, I hope Richard Sherman go get the help you need, man. We're supporting you here. Uh, but their cornerback depth, all the top three guys are injured, and their fourth, five, and six guys are rookies. So we'll see what happens uh, because of that. Too many questions. That's why I don't have them going first. I do have them in second place, uh, twelve and five, fifth seed, making the playoffs as a wild card. Yeah, to touch on Richard Sherman a little bit, I think you know a lot of athletes, professional athletes, people think they have no problems and they don't deal with things like 
everyday people like us tend to deal with. You know, they still have anxiety and depression and yeah. uh, mental health issues, and and a lot for them, I think, is amassed a little bit by the structure of being in football. You know, everything's very regimented, and then once you're out of that all of a sudden you have all this time and all this freedom and you don't really know how to spend your time and that can sort of create bad cycles. Um, so just a reminder to, you know, always be attentive, uh, attentive to that and to, to those you love, if they're going through something like that, you know, just be there and be an outlet for them and, and someone to talk to and, and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, as far as the Niners go, uh, I feel pretty similar to, to Durgan. I also have them at 12 and five getting the fifth seed. Um, you know, I think they're going to be a, a bounce back contender here just based on, you know, getting healthy uh, plug for the for for George Kittle. There's a, a breakdown that I'm doing that's coming out on Thursday. You can check that out on, on why he's the, the best tight end in the league and why Shanahan might be actually misusing him a little bit in the Ooh. passing game. Yeah. Uh, so having him back and fully healthy will be great. Bosa was going to open up a lot, but I think a, a, a sort of underrated loss was to force Buckner. Because uh, yes. he totally revamped that Colts defense and like immediately made a huge difference. Uh, and Javon Kinlaw, being young, you know, had some some ups and downs, had had some a couple flashes, but was overall pretty average. If he can take a nice step and sort of solidify the middle of that defense, I think that's going to be a huge huge boon for for that uh, uh, front seven, especially because as you mentioned, the the back half of that defense is a little bit uh, suspect right now. Or there, there's some holes there that can be poked, and and defense really is a, a weak link deal. If if there's a weak link on the defense, that's where offenses are are going to tend to attack. Uh, so you got to be a pretty complete unit to to really be an elite uh, team on on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but for most part, a lot of that nucleus that ran right the fuck over almost the entire NFL in 2019 is is still there. The Packers included and ran over them a little harder than the rest, but <laughs> uh, that nucleus is still there. And if Jimmy is healthy and behind center, I, I think they're going to have a shot to compete and and be in games, especially if that that defense you know sort of solidifies and 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 plays better than I think they they may. Um, but talent on both sides of the ball. Um, you just hope that they stay healthy and, and can compete uh, throughout the duration of the year. Yeah, this is a, if if you're ever wondering how much injuries impact NFL teams, this is like a case study on on exactly yeah. how that works because this team went from being in the Super Bowl to being in the toilet bowl, and uh, it was all because of injuries. So, like Casey said, I mean, really, that sort of covers this. If if hell if they're if they're a healthy team, they're going to rebound. I think drastically this season. There's too much talent on both sides of the ball not to. Um, to address sort of the wide receiver concerns, you know who I'm excited to see? And Durgan, you can tell me maybe maybe you've heard something mm-hmm. that can shut down my excitement. But I think Jalen Hurd is, is kind of a name to watch. Um, could be kind of an X factor. We haven't really seen him on the field. He's been injured early on in his career. But if he, if he can get healthy, um, I remember when you drafted him, he is sort of that like multi-tool positionless yep. offensive player. But he's like 6'5", too, and he's pretty shifty for his size. Um, so I'm excited to see him. I think he could be an impact player if he's healthy and surprise some people this season on offense. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about him. But to me, the biggest question on this team, I mean, you guys touched on it. It's the secondary, mainly corner. Um, Verrett played very well. Uh, again, health. If he, you know, if he could stay healthy, he's he played very well last season. I don't know who's op- opposite him, though. I really don't. It's probably going to be the rookie that you guys drafted in the third round, Ambry Thomas. Uh, um, maybe. I don't know. 
You sound like you have some insight well, on we, that, Durgan. Uh, so the other corner is Emmanuel Mosley, who's been off and on as a starter. But like, your point about Verrett, like he's played like one 14-game season in like four years. So Embry Thomas is going to play a lot. And to Jalen Hurd point, Niners fans love that guy because in the first preseason game, he played like Calvin Johnson. Of course, it was preseason. Yep. But Niners fans are like, holy shit, this guy is like 6'5", 230 and can moss people. We haven't had this ever. But what the hell is going on? Uh, then he tore his ACL last year, had a back injury the year before. Don't really know if he's going to play this year. Uh, you can't like really count him at this point. But if he gives you anything, that's a huge boost. So if he does stay healthy, then yes, he's going to be like a hybrid tight end running back receiver, uh, all-around boss if he stays healthy. Yeah. And then, I mean... That's kind of what you guys need, right? Somebody to slot in in different positions at this point. I mean, behind. Yes. Like you mentioned, a little shallow at wide receiver. But Debo and Ayuk, man, I like them both. So it's a solid one-two punch. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I like the Niners. I'm high on them. I also have them 12-5 and five in the fifth seed. I think that's where we all had them. Um, so let's see what happens next here. I have a feeling maybe we'll see some deviation um, who finishes third in this division. But um, any final thoughts on the Niners before we move on? No, no. Don't all jump I'll, at once. I'll keep myself unbiased. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'm excited for week three. I'm excited for week three. What about uh, when, when do you play the Packers? Week three. When do you play the Eagles? Week two? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, week two. Yeah, they're like back-to-back, but, I, I mean, think. They, I remember that. If they lose to the Eagles, that's going to be a long year. Oh, no offense. I mean, knowing <laughs> so, the Niners, I mean, knowing both of these teams, we both might be completely injured by week two, so who knows? Yeah, that's, that's unfortunately true. All right, well, let's move on here. Let's go to the next team. Durgan, who do you have finishing third in this division? Oh, yeah. So I got the Arizona Cardinals. Um, where do I start with these guys? If they had an adult as their coach and not some dollar store boy wonder wannabe, they, oh could, God. they, could, they could be a legitimate contender in the NFL. Unfortunately, Cliff Kingsbury is the most undeserving person for an NFL head coaching job. He has proved nothing in college or in the NFL to prove that he is anything more than a guy who hangs around his billion gazillion dollar house during drafts, has his shirt you know, untucked, three buttons down, let his chest <laughs> hair shows off. It sounds personal. This guy, it is because he's a clown. Sounds like jealousy. <laughs> I mean, he, he is he is strikingly handsome. He, he is used a good-looking qu- guy. He used to quit his job and become a male model. He'd probably be better at that than he's a football coach. I have seen this guy numerous times cost his team the game with just stupid calls and this moments where he is not thinking. So, Lot is on the shoulders of Kyler, who I'm really high on. I think Kyler Murray's gonna be a really good player. He's one of the, the few mobile guys that I'm like, oh man, he could be something. Is because his arm talent is is uh, next level. So he's there. I mean, got the Andre Hopkins, of course. He's gonna be a baller. AJ Green and Larry Fitzgerald, he plays. They have enough at receiver, though, to uh, make up for those guys in case they struggle. Uh, they don't really have many uh, guy running back that I'm all that scared of, but Kyle Murray is their best running back. He might lead that team in rushing. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, their defense is really underrated, though. Uh, they're fast. They're physical. Chandler Jones uh, is back. Uh, they don't have Hassan Reddick anymore. But the last two years, they've drafted run, uh, linebackers who are both playing middle and outside. Isaiah Simmons, uh, trying to play Collins, the guy that drafted Zayvon Collins. Yeah, they're, both they're kind of really like good player. slotting in very versatile linebackers as well. Versatile. 
Buda Baker is one of the best safeties in the league. He plays a little slot corner too. So this team has some players. They just need to take that next step, and they need to learn how to win. Last year, they had a chance to make the playoffs. Lost lost to C.J. Beathard at home, which is tough to see. So we'll see what happens with them. But in terms of upside, this team has it, and they can be really good. This is a team you do not want to play in January because Kyler Murray, he can beat you with his arm, but he can also beat you with his legs. And their defense, really underrated, like I said. So I think we're 11-6, and six, uh, getting a sixth seed and finishing ahead of the Seahawks. I think the Cardinals are the new Browns, where mm-hmm. they're perpetually hyped in the offseason and then always slightly disappoint. Uh, that being said, I have them being 10-7 and 7 and making the 7th seed, but I'm not very high on them overall. They went hard on the over-the-hill free agent signings with uh, Watt and A.J. Green. I think you can still get something out of those guys, but I'm not, I don't think they're going to be, be huge, enormous difference makers here for, for the Cardinals. There'll be some nice depth and give a little bit of juice, uh, a veteran presence, but uh, I don't think they're what tips the scale as far as making this team scary. Like, I, I wouldn't be scared going against them. Um, the, the defense is, is young, and, and there's some things to be excited about, especially with the front four and four, front seven. Uh, the problem is you really kind of have question marks at the, the cornerback position. You, you have some solid guys with Marcus Golden, Malcolm Butler, Byron Murphy, but no one's really very exciting, right? You have Buda Baker back there to, that's going to have to cover up some, some holes there and, and some issues. Um, that being said, you know, Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, if they can play to their draft pedigree, Isaiah Simmons had a pretty bad year last year, but if they can play to, to their talent level, they're going to be a, a tough team to, to run against. Uh, you need someone in the middle of that defense as well, though, on the and, uh, defensive tackle. Um, and then I, I worry a little bit about Cliff Kingsbury's run game scheming is really where I, I have a, an issue. Not super inventive from what I've seen. Um, the offensive line still isn't fantastic. Uh, you don't want Kyler Murray running around all the time, making you know crazy plays and throwing it up for for hail marys for DeAndre Hopkins, even though sometimes that works. Uh, I think they're good enough to win ten games. I'm just not sure they're ready to actually win a playoff game yet. So I, I would expect to see them exit the playoffs pretty fast, uh, but be competitive sort of down the stretch and and be in the mix for things uh, as the season winds down. Yeah, I would have liked them. I would like to see them make the playoffs last year. Uh, they were sort of—I mean, a lot of things had to go their way, but they were sort of in the hunt for a spot. Um, and I think that would have gone a long way for this year in terms of experience. But this team, in my opinion, is better than they were last year. And, and I think you know, when you look at the additions, AJ Green, JJ Watt. Yes, they're sexy names. Yes, people are probably more hyped than they should be for these additions. Um, but JJ Watt, I think, will have an impact. I mean, they haven't had somebody do what JJ Watt might do since like Calais Campbell. So it's been a long time for this team um, on that side of the ball. AJ Green, I mean, I'm, are, I'm less stoked about. Um, personally. Chandler Jones has been one of the best edge rushers in the league the last few years. So they've had that guy, but continue. Well, it, interior rush. Chandler Jones sort of sure. does different things than like a JJ Watt does though. Sure. But it's not like they've lacked an elite pass rusher. You know what I mean? Like this isn't a new thing that JJ Watts all, all of a sudden going to, Brent, that's all I was to continue. Sorry, I interrupted. If he stays healthy. Yes. True. Well, that I feel like that could go for every team and every player we talk about, right, at True. this point. But, um, I mean, even better, Casey, like pairing J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones. Like, 
takes a little pressure off J.J. Watt, takes a little pressure off Chandler Jones. I think this team, you know, in general, is poised to potentially fight for the third spot in this division. I have them fourth, just the way it finished. I don't like that. Like personally, after after I after picking these records, I I would have placed them ahead of the Seahawks um, had I just not picked individual games. And you asked me where do you have them finishing, I would have said the Cardinals would be third. Um, but I like what this team is doing. I like the way they're trending. Cliff Kingsbury, the jury's still out, but I'm not a hater by any means. Um, and let's not forget Kyler Murray. This is his third year. You know, I feel like at this point we kind of look at him as a mainstay in this league almost, but a lot of quarterbacks take that take that leap in the third year. I mean, look at what Josh Allen just did in his third year. He went from, like, yep. complete scrub to MVP candidate. So um, let's not rule out, you know, Kyler Murray taking a jump as well and that kind of being the, the deciding factor in this team going to uh, the playoffs and, and winning winning playoff games. So, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, Cliff's, Cliff's shown improvement. I think, what was he, like 5-10-1, and 8-8 and and eight and eight last year. Um, so, I don't know. I guess the question I would I would uh, pose to you both, and I think I know Durgan's answer just based on his, his, uh, <laughs> his monologue when we started this, but is Cliff Kingsbury on the hot seat this season? Uh, it depends how they view their window in Arizona. If they feel like yeah. this is the window right now and we got to win with Kyler Murray, then... Uh, you know, this is the last year where you can sort of fire Cliff. You know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. want to get Murray on his rookie contract with one push, uh, this is it. You know, you got two years left. This is one of them. If you don't do it now and you feel like you have a really good candidate that can put you over the top for year four, then I can see it happening. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on how their season goes, too. If they go 5-12 and 12 or something like that, then yeah. But they go... You know, nine and eight, eight and nine again. I, I mean, I would have fired Cliff Kingsbury two years ago the second you hired him. But <laughs> you're hired. You know, you're fired. You're fired. Yeah, pretty much. But I think I think he's not on the hot seat at this moment, and I think it would take a lot for him to get fired just because he's so in on Kyler Murray. Like that's that's his guy. Though, if they really want to be all in on Kyler Murray, there's a guy in Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley, who I would much rather have than Cliff Kingsbury, because he can actually win in college. So, well, that's Lincoln Riley has got to want to come to the NFL too. True, true, but I mean, if he's going to go somewhere, he's going to go with the guy he's probably more comfortable with. But that's a big hypothetical because Oklahoma's be very good this year, so he might not want to leave. Yeah, well, maybe doesn't. Spencer Rattler is just going to tell him, you know, make him feel like I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> these young guys give me the older not annoying too much people yeah um i don't know if he's on the hot seat either i think i think he's on the warm seat maybe like it's starting to heat up um but we'll see i i i have them finishing 11 and 6 and getting the seventh seed and making the playoffs but i probably would lower that down a little bit if i repicked um tbd tbd but this next team i would definitely lower my uh record down for if i had the chance to go back and redo it all let's talk about the seattle seahawks durgan take it away mm-hmm. well i have them in the playoffs like i said earlier 11 and 6 but i am trying to temper expectations but every time that you think that seahawks are on their way down russell wilson just does russell wilson things and puts the team on his back though and it's been that way for half a decade. That's just a player he is. He is incredible. I keep thinking he's an MVP. I'm giving up on that because he starts out the first eight games incredible. And then 
totally falls off. Um, but you do keep kind of waiting for this team to crash and burn. And once that happens, you know that Ellen DeGeneres-looking fraud Pete Carroll is going to quit because that's what he does. When the going gets tough, he gets going. Did that USC, left them with a bunch of sanctions, recruiting violations, scumbag move. So you know that once they go downhill, he's out. But as long as Russell Wilson's there, I think they make the playoffs. Offensive line's a little bit better. Uh, you have two really good receivers. Got some tight ends there. Uh, their defense, Bobby Wagner, very good player. Defensive line, eh, secondary is, I mean, it's the Niners rejects. And if the Niners are rejecting corners and you think they're going to start for you, I'm not too confident. You want to kill a Witherspoon? Uh, Witherspoon. And uh, I don't think of the other guy's name. He's a little slot corner. DJ, I'm looking up right now. Well, it doesn't um, bode well that you but, don't even remember his name. And he was on the <laughs> Niners. So. He was he was literally their kick returner, and that was it. So that's how bad it was. The best pass rusher on that team is Jamal Adams, who is their safety, more of a linebacker, honestly. But he's he's that guy. And he's, he's due for a lot of money coming up soon. Uh, you don't give up two first-round picks for a guy and not re-sign him. So he's going to want a ton of cash. See how that goes. But you keep waiting for this to happen, and nothing's happened yet. So that's why I think that Seahawks make the playoffs as a seven seed. Yeah, I'm also not high on the Seahawks. I mean, they, they really don't have much pass rush. They got Carl Lawson, who they, they got last year, but they have a mediocre offensive line. Car- they invested Carlos a few Dunlap. Year. Dunlap, yes, D- sorry. Yeah. Correct. Very good. Carlos Dunlap. Uh, uh, mediocre offensive line, invested premier picks on a safety, lost their best corner in free agency, and they don't really have a whole lot of talent outside of Metcalf and Lockett on offense. So it's really the Russell Wilson show, and this is starting to feel more and more to me like the end of the McCarthy era in Green Bay, where it's, you know, the talent is starting to deplete, and the schemes are starting to become stale. I know they got a new offensive coordinator coming in, so that that may change, but uh, it really feels like an elite quarterback behind center that's trying to save it all and can only do so much for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could see this being sort of like the exact end of the McCarthy era and going six, nine and and one uh, and getting fired and moving on after this. Uh, I actually have the Seahawks at seven and 10 and missing the playoffs um, and, and the records. So uh, I think the Seahawks are on a downturn now. And I know it's felt like that a couple of times in the past, but uh, I'm really not very high on most of the position groups for the Seahawks. I, I really like DK Metcalf. I like Russell Wilson outside of that. I'm, I don't feel very excited about anything. Yep, I'm with you. They got a few big names. Um, this is the worst defense in the division now, and it's not even really close in my opinion. It's a pretty large margin. Um, I have them somehow at 12-5. and five. I don't know what I was smoking at the time. I regret whatever the <laughs> picks were. Um, so, But there's a chance they make the playoffs just off Russell Wilson alone. I mean, we've seen him single-handedly do lift this team, put it on his back, and, and take them to the playoffs. I doubt it happens this year. They do have a new offensive coordinator coming in, Shane Waldron. Um, apparently, he's a Sean McVay protege and loves motion and, what else, speed, getting the ball out of Wilson's hands quickly. He's not sure what that will do for this team necessarily, but um, I I don't know, man. Uh, like When I look at this defense, outside of like Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams, I, there's just nobody. So... I'm not sure like what they're going to do defensively, but I think that this defense is going to lose them a few games despite Russell Wilson's efforts. It's going to be kind of like the Cowboys um, in the sense where they're going to put up a bunch of stats, I think, 
and Russell Wilson's going to ball out, and then they're just going to lose. So we'll see what happens. But um, you brought up the Packers. If any quarterback should be like throwing a tantrum and, and requesting a trade, it should be Russell Wilson, man. Like he's been he's been behind shit offensive lines. They've really do, not done much. They kind of got lucky with the DK Metcalf pick. I mean, imagine if that didn't pan out. Like what yeah. what have they been doing Oof. for him over there? Like really nothing. Not so, much. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on in Seattle. They always do some sort of weird bonehead picks in the first round too. Um, like they drafted some random linebacker that's probably going to start for them now, which which doesn't really bode Jordan well. Brooks. But Jordan Brooks, Jordan yeah. Brooks, yeah. Um, no reason he should be starting. But this team, I feel more confident now. I know we've said this a few years, but I feel more confident now saying they're they're trending in the wrong direction than ever before. So um, I'm not I'm not high on Seattle this season. And uh, especially being in the division they're in, it's it's going to be cutthroat. I mean, this is a tough division. Just regardless of who else you play, you're going to have a tough schedule because you're playing the teams in your division twice. So not not stoked on Seattle, even though I have them finishing third and getting the sixth seed. Um, I, I would probably switch them with the Cardinals if I could retroactively. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. I mean, yeah. I don't mind seeing the Seahawks uh, go down in flames. I mean, that would make me very happy. So let's do it. Let's do this. Okay. Fellas. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> well, that's every team. I mean, this was a this was a pretty stacked division. I think in general, you know, we we shat on the Seahawks a little bit, but they're still a decent team, and they're going to go as far as Russell Wilson will take them. Um, before we wrap up our 100th episode, do you guys have any thoughts on the NFC West you would like to share? Um, I, I, I got a hot take. I got hot a hot take. take. Okay, love okay. it. By end of the year, Trey Lance will become a superstar. Okay, okay. I, I, I regret it. I got to finish my point. A la Colin Kaepernick, where he's not going to throw for many yards, but he's going to run, and he's going to run fast, and he's going to run all over people for a playoff run. We're, we're going to do our playoff predictions, too. I'll break it down some more, but... He's coming, folks. He's coming. All right, Trey's I have another hot take for you, Durgan. Trey Lance yes. doesn't see the field this year. <laughs> How's that? He's going to see the field. He's going to see the field because they're doing some you know, packages. Yeah, he'll see the field. Uh, he'll see the field in preseason. All right, we'll see. Hey, week two touchdown. All right, Ready. all right. All right, well, Calling it out. Here, here's another question. Moving forward, do I say, like, how do I, because we're in the triple digits now on the episodes, guys. Like, next episode is going to be 101. Do I, do I say... 101 or do i say 101 what's the 101 101 101 102 103 okay all right i'm glad we cleared that up because you know that would have been a long conversation (laughs) pre-episode next time so thank you for your input on that yeah we want to be efficient with our speaking right in the beginning yeah you know what i mean yeah 101 it just takes like half a second 101 yeah it's official though you know it's like it's gotta keep the play call short you know fair yeah play call short and to the point all right. Well, speaking of short and to the point, let's wrap things up there on episode 100 of the Weekly Spiral. Thank you for tuning in and sticking with us for this huge milestone. We really appreciate it, and we really appreciate your support. Uh, before we head out, we want to give my co-hosts here a chance to plug some content you should be on the lookout for. Casey, what do you got coming up? Uh, yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, breakdown on George Kittle and, and sort of his, how he finds ways to get open and, and how... Um, he ties together releases to, to make it look like he's sort of releasing on blocks. And then uh, 
uh, a little bit of a look at how Shanahan uses him and, and maybe how he could use him more effectively in the passing game. All right. All right, maybe we can DM Shanahan and be like, yo, check this out, man. And see, <laughs> Hey, bro, you fucking up. Yeah, yeah, you got the best tight end in the league. What are you doing, bro? Uh, uh, it's going it's to be our best video. I already know it's going to be our best video. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> lot of biased By far. comments from you, Derek, and I, I love it. Uh, what about you, man? What do you got? What, uh, I got, what you got? A, yes, got a report on Derek Stingley Jr., already up, uh, LSU defensive back. He's a stud. He's going to be really good. Uh, and then by this point next week, my NFL betting preview piece will be up and running. Nice. nice. Yeah, those are always exciting. Durgan, Durgan usually wins some money, uh, maybe some losses along the way, but he's always coming out positive. So check one, one that out. One or two out. losses. One or one two. One or two, just a few. Nothing major. Yeah. Um, but this has been a weekly spiral production, bringing you fresh football every single week. Thank you for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Hope whatever else you get up to the rest of the day, it is awesome. And we'll catch you next week for episode 101. <laughs>